Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 40 of the Caesar Show. It's been a long time coming. We're in the 4040 Club. I'm very excited. Um, you know, I got my boy, Jew Evans, up here, and I got my other boy, well, my brother, Daryl. Both of them are my brothers, for real, but, you know, they on the show. You know, I stopped in D.C. I actually went to go to the Wizards-Raptors game, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But fun-filled game. Had to show love up here. Um, and, you know, it's, it's great to be back. Um, so just to rehash you guys on last episode, which was episode 39, you know, uh, me and my cousin, um, you know, came on the show, my boy, my boy, Paul, he's from, um, you know, the Boston area, Boston native, you know, we just talked about NBA training camp. Um, you know, from there we transitioned over to the, the, the Kawhi Leonard laugh. Um, you know, we had our thoughts on preseason, you know, the return of the false, the new look Boston Celtics, the new look Rockets, Tristan Thompson's outlandish comments about the Cavs still being a contender in the East. Showtime Lakers and just much, much more. And I feel like this episode is going to be even better. Um, so just to paint a picture for you guys, the NBA season has arrived. But um, you know why I love the NBA is because, you know, it's it's all about the stars. It's a stars-driven league, and players really control that narrative. So, so much has happened these past few months um, in the offseason. You know, the Warriors won another title. KD was finals MVP yet again. Um, you know, they, bounce, they bounced off the, the king. You know, Kawhi Leonard, you know, forced his way out of San Antonio. And him and Danny Green got traded to Toronto for DeMar DeRozan. Puma came back stronger than ever for the NBA. You know, a couple of players are endorsed by them now. Dwight, Dwight Howard went to the Wizards. LeBron made that move to LA, uh, which was bigger than basketball. PG and Rush partied with Nas to convince <laughs> to convince PG to stay, even though he's gonna gonna regret it in the future, I believe. So CP3 re-upped. The Spurs dynasty ended. Kawhi left. Tony Parker's in Charlotte. Mondo retired. There's no more big three anymore. It's so sad. DeAndre Jordan finally grew some balls and went to Dallas the second time around. Boogie took a five million dollar, you know. Five million dollar, uh, you know, deal to go to the Warriors. Mellow moved to Houston. Devin Booker, you know, got a nice little deal. Broke his hand. Um, so much happened. So much happened. Lonzo, you know, had knee surgery. Katie and CJ McCollum had beef. Um, LeBron opened up a new school in Akron. D. Way has his one last dance. Damian Lillard had a crazy workout video. Jimmy Butler requested Trey had beef with his players and management. Tristan Thompson, like I said, outlandish comments. All of these things led us to opening week, and it's so great for the NBA to be back. You know what I'm saying? This is this has propelled us. And you know, it's 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 very exciting. Um, I feel like every year the NBA just grows bigger and bigger as far as like that outreach. And I truly feel like in a couple of years, this is gonna be the number one sport in the United States. Um, so without further ado, let's get into today's hot topics. But before we get into today's hot topics, Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Jew and Daryl. What's up, man? It's your boy, Jew. It's a pleasure to be back on here. I'm glad I'm, I'm able to talk to my boys again. You know, about to get up here, spit something. <laughs> spit a little something, something. <laughs> what's up? What's up? It's your boy, D. Um, I was one of the originals to do the podcast, so it was good to be back a couple of months later and see what's rocking. So I'm here, man. Yes. Well, so without further ado, let's get into today's hot topics. Opening night was amazing. You know, Boston uh, went up against Philly in Boston. Boston ended up winning 105-87. And what really stood out to me the most was Jason Tatum. Homie had 23 points, nine rebounds. Um, and, and the new look Boston looked all right. You know, one, one of the biggest takeaways was 
it's crazy that Gordon Hayward, you know, has not played in over a year. Um, so you can still tell he had the jitters on him. Kyrie just came off that knee injury, so he was still a little rusty. But overall, Boston looked pretty solid. I really like what they, you know, what they had offering, and, it, and it's crazy how much depth they have this year. Um, what are your thoughts on a new look Boston Celtics, Jew? I mean, if I feel like chemistry is going to have to to come together stronger a little bit later on. It is their first game back together in a while, but they they look nice. I feel like right now they got to figure out who's going to be their priority on offense. Mm-hmm. They still got to, you know, get that chemistry on defense for sure because they look a little sluggish. But um, I, I, for sure I think they can make it to the finals. Raptors for sure would be their the biggest threat, though. For sure, for sure. What about you, D? Uh, I'm kind of concerned. I, um, I feel like there's too much, too much talent on the team, and that's a good thing, but I just feel like when, when the game gets on the line, who's going to be the, the person to take the big shot? And I think right now the challenge for Boston is trying to incorporate all those new pieces and like try to appease the emerging stars. Like Jalen Brown has been performing poorly, so how is he going to figure in when the season progresses? Like, And Kyrie hasn't started doing Kyrie yet, and so I'm waiting for that. So I think if, if I was like a betting person, I would pick Toronto to come out of the East. I, I just think they got better chemistry. I mean, yeah, we're gonna get into Toronto later, but let's 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 not forget it's only been three games, so we don't know what's about to happen. I feel like Gordon Hayward's not really gonna be Gordon Hayward for another like twenty games. Um, but one of the things I want to talk to Drew about was, do you think Jason Tatum should be the number one option for the Celtics? Hmm. <laughs> to be honest, right now, until Hayward and Kyrie uh, get their legs back under them. It's looking like Tatum should take over for the short term, but I think Kyrie in the clutch. I mean, he's he's done it before in the clutch time in the playoffs. He's gonna have to take over. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely gonna see. And one thing I really liked about that, you know, that Boston Philly matchup was with Boston, you literally have to pick your poison like a Golden State. Like everybody can get their bucket. Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Rozier, even Horford can put the ball in the hoop. Um, so they just have so much options and they can switch on every fucking, um, you know, posi- switch on every position. So, um, you know, we'll see. The sky's the limit for them. So we'll definitely see. And I want to fast forward a little over to Philly. Um, do you think Philly took a step back or a step forward? like they took a step back. Their bench isn't as strong as it used to be. You know, they tried uh, placing JJ on there to strengthen that, but I think it's dependent on full. So you got to see how he does. I mean, he is, it's looking like he's got his confidence back, but he still looks kind of iffy out there. So we're going we gonna to have to check that out. I was thinking, like, I, I wouldn't even have switched over um, and put JJ Redick on the bench. I think the fact that Ben Simmons still, still can't shoot – you need as much shooters as possible on the floor. And I feel like with Fultz, he hasn't proved anything yet. So I'd rather have a playmaker come off the bench um, with Fultz and let J.J. start. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I disagree. I think in order for Philly to advance, they're going to need strong guard play from Fultz. Mm-hmm. And, like, I understand that you want to have Fultz coming off the bench because it gives Ben Simmons better shooters. But when, when, when we're talking about the playoffs, J.J. ain't going to be in those precious situations. It's going to be so why not develop folks now? I mean, that's true. But J.J. played pretty solid in the playoffs last year, too. Um, he's just one of those dudes who can catch fire anytime. Um, and like I said before, going back to it, 
Ben Simmons hasn't showed me anything. He's been saying all offseason, been working on his jump shot. But, like, when I watched the Boston-Philly matchup, homie was still scared to shoot. I ain't seen him start shooting until the game was without a reach in the fourth quarter with, like, two minutes to go. So, it's like, is he going to gain that confidence? Is he going to start shooting? Like, what do you guys think? I mean, what, what was he saying on the shot with, with LeBron? Something like, the shot's going to come eventually, but right now he's focused on other things. I think he said something like he's he's working up on his post-up game, which mm-hmm. he was doing a lot more yeah. in those first couple games. But, I mean, he's going to he's gonna have to start taking some jumpers just to, to open up that offense because the defense is packing the paint right now. And they, that's not helping their best player, in my opinion, and be, you know, get open looks. What you think, uh, bro? I think he's going to have he doesn't have a jump shot, right? Yeah. So I think he can't if he if he's not comfortable shooting the basketball. Yeah. And I understand people say like he should shoot the ball. I feel like he should do other things that still give his team like the ability to score. So mm-hmm. doing floaters, doing high floaters, or setting up other players to get you know get wide open shots. Like like you said, they are packing the paint and making it difficult for the offense. But I'm like, yo, y'all were effective last year doing like running better offensive schemes I think this year their coach their, their schemes are kind of weak this year and I don't know if that's because of folks but like mm. it just looks like they're they're trying to incorporate new offensive schemes and it just hasn't panned out yet and it's still early in the season so we gotta wait yeah to pick up on what Bruce said it feels like they're trying to get folks involved yeah a lot yeah. more this year so it's like yeah. it, honestly like even watching Ben Simmons at times it's like he's not even trying he's just trying to get folks yeah, yeah. Like his yeah. rhythm going because he, he's been taking, like, a lot of shots. I think mm-hmm. the second game he took the most. Yeah. But uh, we're going to see. We're definitely going to see. You know, hopefully that core can figure things out. Like I said, it's only been about two, three games for most NBA teams. So, we'll definitely see what's good with that. Um, yeah, it's crazy because a lot of – you know, we're going to get into the Toronto – um, a little later, but it's crazy because a lot of people, you know, before Kawhi got acquired, even when Kawhi got acquired, a lot of people were saying it's going to be Boston versus Philly, Boston versus Philly. But like I said before, I feel like that Achilles heel is going to be, is folks going to progress and is Ben Simmons going to feel comfortable in his own element? So I think they're personally only going to get to the second round and lose um, because in the second round, they're either going to play against Toronto or they're going to play against Boston. And, you know, I got some Philly friends. <laughs> I got some Philly friends that slapped me for saying that. You know what I mean? Shout out to Ish. You know what I mean? <laughs> but enough of that. Um, I watched a little bit of the Thunder Warriors game, and I really liked uh, what I saw, you know, with the Thunder, the new look Thunder. Obviously, Russell Westbrook had surgery on his knee, so he wasn't able to play open at night. Um, but it was pretty cool seeing Paul George be Paul George. Uh, wasn't as efficient, but it makes sense when you are the primary option and you don't have your sidekick with you. Um, but the biggest takeaway is – the biggest takeaway of what I like from OKC um, is Dennis Schroeder. Um, Dennis Schroeder was this guy who came from the Hawks last year. Um, I think he averaged about 18, 19 points. So you finally have that bona fide, legit starter, but he's going to come off the bench. Um, and he can literally give you about 15 to 20 points on a night, every night consistently. So that's what I really like. And my question for you guys is, with Schroeder, you know, newly acquired, and obviously Andre Robertson is not there yet, in your crunch time, are you going to put Dennis Schroeder with Russell Westbrook um, in the backcourt and have it so Westbrook's not, you know, quote-unquote the primary ball handling? Because a lot of the biggest knock on Russell Westbrook is his decision-making going down the stretch. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I feel like Schroeder – I wouldn't consider Schroeder a pure point guard either. Mm-hmm. I feel like him and Russ still have that they-want-to-score mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I rather at moments I'd rather have him on the court than Roberson just because Roberson probably <laughs> is not gonna be a threat on offense. And you'll think since he's not able to to run around and stuff, he just focus on that jumper during the offseason. Exactly, because this offseason he was working with Lethal Shooter. Uh, so <laughs> Lethal Shooter is basically like this uh, shooting specialist coach. Um, he's worked with a lot of um, different NBA players and got their shot consistent. You work with Ben Simmons, right? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah um, not, not to go off topic. <laughs> How y'all feel about Drew Hanlon? The, the dude that he, he trained Folds, he trained uh, oh. Wiggins. Were they saying he's he, a scam? He need to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> they like, why this dude got Wiggins taking all these practice moves just to get a mid-range jumper? Like, you know what it is? I, um, I saw an interview from like an old NBA player that said like a lot of these skills and development coaches, mm-hmm. they've never played professional basketball in their career. Exactly. So a lot of times they do things that doesn't benefit players. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like you see a lot of NBA players taking like stupid shots. That's because like the, the skills and development coaches, they don't, they've never played in the game. It's like telling someone like, how, how, how do I score in the NBA? You've never played in the NBA. So like you can help like with like improving certain skill sets, but unless you play the game of basketball professionally and at a high level, why are you training? My thing is like, why are you like have such a huge Im- impact on like these players? That's my biggest thing. With it. It's like a lot of these moves look amazing, mm-hmm. but none of these games are going to be applied, yeah. or none of these moves are going to be applied in games. So it's like, why are you wasting your time trying to do all these moves? Like, remember when Kyrie was doing like a bunch of different moves, and Katie was like, "Yo, I'm not doing yeah, that." Yeah. <laughs> Damn, seven feet oh, tall. a training camp. Yeah, like, why are you doing all the Euro steps? I'm six eleven, man. I don't got to do that. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see, man, and yeah, we're definitely going to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Moving on, um, the Pelicans uh, played the Rockets and thumped them 131 to 112, um, and it's crazy because a few weeks ago, I think about a week ago before the uh, NBA season started, Anthony Davis cl- declared that he was the best player in the NBA. Do you think this is the year that he finally makes that leap and emerges, emerges himself as the best player in the NBA? Yeah, it might be that time. I mean, he's he's only due on his team. He they they're gonna make the playoffs for sure, and he's gonna put up some crazy stats. I think it's really dependent on what he does in the playoffs. Like if he could get his team to win, maybe like eight <laughs> games total, or not eight, like seven, six games total, in the the playoffs, and we might put him up there because mm-hmm. he he's gonna be gunning for MVP for sure. What about you, D? I still, I still think, I think he's gonna finish top five. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's good enough to be the best player in the NBA. I still think Kevin Durant's better. I still think LeBron is better. I think even Giannis. I think even Giannis can like could prove that he's the top five player and be somewhere in that battle between him and Anthony Davis for that that next spot. Because I think LeBron and KD got that spot locked. Mm-hmm. And like Drew said, I think he's gonna have to do something in the playoffs to prove that. He's the best player in the league because right now they went to the second round last year. So you're gonna have to show me like you're gonna have to win in the playoffs. That's how I rate who's the best player in the league. But I feel like you know, obviously you know we know what he's gonna do on a you know daily basis, um, but. You're only as good as your team, too. So, I mean, they did get – who they get? Uh, Alfred Payton, and then they got yeah. Julius Randle. Yeah. Do you think they're going to help him get, like, a top four spot? I feel like if he, if he wins MVP, he's going to have to get at least, a, like, a three or four seed. I mean, what when it, What position was Russ when he got it? Four? 
Russ was, I think, six. Because I think Harden was the third seed, Spurs were the second seed, and Warriors were the first seed. Yeah, and the Rockets played the Warriors. I mean, the Rockets played the Thunder in the first round. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know if Rockets will get that first seed again, so that might not help Might not help Harden get that back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron, I don't know if the Lakers are going to get a high enough yeah, seed. Yeah. You think, you think the, the Lakers have a better record than the Pelicans? This year? Mm-hmm. See, I don't know because I feel like – Pelicans added, what, two pieces, but the Lakers are a completely new team, so I feel like the Lakers are going to take a longer time to, to, you know, truly figure it out. So I think the Pelicans have the advantage now. Um, but I don't know. I really don't know yet. I, I really haven't seen the Lakers at their full potential. So I, if, I, if I were to bet right now, I would say the Pelicans would probably have a higher seat. I mean, AD signed with his new agent to help become that best player in the league, so mm. just come to Boston, my G. <laughs> hey man, once Gordon Hayward maybe played 20, 30 games, ship him in a first round pick for 80. What's up? <laughs> that would be OD. It's crazy. I actually had a dream last night. I thought it was real. Um, apparently, management in Boston was like talking trash about Rozier, saying like they're not going to resign, I'm not going to resign him. And I think um, the coach was saying some wild stuff, like some like passive aggressive stuff and then like Rozier just got mad out of nowhere saying like trade me trade me then trade me <laughs> so yeah. we'll I, see I wouldn't fuck with that dude he might shoot shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I, this is a little off topic but um I don't think Rozier is gonna get re-signed to Boston next year because I think they're gonna give the the money to Kyrie yeah. but if I'm Rozier I might try to go to Phoenix that's a move because I heard he won 20 of them things. Yeah, 20 of them things. So we go. <laughs> <laughs> Boston can't pony that up right now. No, no. That Tatum bag coming. Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just with the Pelicans, like from that game, Meritich had 30, Moore had 21, Alfred Payton had 10, 10, and 10, Randall had 25. What is the likelihood of Meritich and these guys being consistent on a nightly basis? It's always it's always that beginning of the the season fired and they just stay hot. So we are gonna see about game ten fifteen. I think Meritick could average like sixteen fifteen because the end of last year he was doing he was doing, hooping, yeah. playing well for him. So and he got traded mid season right or something yeah, like that after getting beat up by Bobby Portis. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, but what I really want to talk about was the Rockets. Um, obviously, right now I believe they're one and one. Um, but they got waxed against the Pelicans. Um, they really had no answer for um, the bigs and Meritage, Randall, and, and Anthony Davis. And obviously they lost Trevor Reason and Bob Mute. Um, but, and they lost the defensive you know, coordinator, I believe. I think he retired and whatnot. Um, do you think the Rockets take a step backwards too? And do you think they'll figure out their defensive schemes? And do you think that Melo will be comfortable Coming off the bench because he still he still he still hasn't had a solid game yet. I mean, it's only been two games, but it still hasn't looked good for him. Um, I think it'll be fun. I think um, I think Melo has to come off the bench because his defense is terrible. Like teams are just going to run. Teams are just going to run the pick and roll against Melo and it's going to look crazy out there. I think I think Houston letting go of Trevor Ariza hurt a lot. I don't know where that defense is going to come from. I think. They're going to have to rely more on James Harden to produce for other players. Um, and, yeah, I think Carmelo's going to have to be amazing off the bench for them to even get back. 
think they'll trade for Jimmy Butler? I don't think the Rockets gonna get Jimmy Butler. Um, I think it's still. I think he's still gonna end up in Miami somehow, or they might. I don't know. I I don't know. Like who who would you trade? Because I still like Gordon like, off the bench. Yeah. I feel like the only people they have would be Gordon and uh, Tucker to get Jimmy Butler. But they said I Tuck- mean, that's not enough. Yeah, oh, but they, but they said Tucker yeah. is basically untouchable because he's like a Draymond Green for them. Is crazy, but I feel like I mean, you know, they're not trading Harden or Chris Paul or Capella, or Capella, and that's it. You're not the Minnesota don't want Melo, <laughs> so it's like Jimmy Butler's. I don't know. I mean, could we, they do a three team trade? I mean, yeah, they could they do. Have yeah, they could. I, I wonder what I wonder what their pick situation looks like. I mean, even though their picks are not that valuable, but <laughs> it's something. It is something, man. It is something. So, what what seed do you expect the Rockets to be? I still say like the two, two or three. Well, two. Two. I got them um, three or four seed. Who's two? I got um, I got Golden State number one. I have actually think Portland's gonna surprise a lot of people this year. And be number two. Be you smoking? <laughs> Stay off the weed. <laughs> if anything, I see I see Utah's a number two That's over I mean, over yeah, Portland. Yeah. So I don't I don't think Portland's gonna be yeah, nah. that good. They got swept. I ain't I ain't forgive them for that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna see, man. Mavs played the Suns, so we got to see uh Luka Donic against uh what's his name? DeAndre Ayton. Um that was a pretty good game. Uh I really like the new look Suns, although they're not gonna make the playoffs or anything this year, but they got some nice pieces around. They got a little they got a nice mesh with young talent mixed with veterans. Um, and you know Devin Booker returned from his injury, had thirty-five, seven, and four, and went crazy in the fourth quarter. Um, and like I said, the number one pick with Aiton, um, they look really, really formidable. Um, my biggest th- takeaway is: Do you think that? What do you like? What are your expectations for the Suns this year? Is basically what I'm trying to say. And do you think? And do you think um, this is the year where Devin Booker can potentially be an All Star this year? I would like to see the Suns win at least. Like forty games, close to forty games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll be like a good, good ceiling for them. I mean, cause they got that, they got that young Penny and Shaq type combo. Mm. Um, Aiden, I think to take them to that higher, like around fifty, they will need J- Josh Jackson to continue his development. I think his first game was very nice. You know, yeah. he had that jumper. He just got to be a little bit more solid on defense, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, they get to fifty. What you think, bro? 35-40 team. <laughs> like, I don't really see them doing nothing for real. I think I think they still have to develop their pieces, and I still think they're like another superstar away. So 35-40. Oh, yeah. What I forgot, I forgot how trash your point guard is. Yeah. So that's what they need. <laughs> they need that. Unless they want to, because I heard like last year they were trying to play uh, Booker as that point guard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like like a James Harden yeah. type role, but I uh, they need like another piece for sure. Yeah. Rogier, what's up? Yeah. 2019-2020, pull up. Or the Knicks. I don't know. Um, yeah, how you feel about the Mavs, man? Donich, you think he's gonna be uh rookie of the year? How do you think the Mavs are gonna pan out? Yeah, he might win that rookie of the year. Or Aiden, but I feel like next year what he needs to work on is he had that leg strengthening up. Cause I when I was watching his highlights last night, a lot of his a lot of his moves just looked like he couldn't get that much lift off just because his lower legs was kind of weak. So if he get that right, he'd be a very very good player. Mm-hmm. I feel that. 
<laughs> I definitely feel that, man. The Timberwolves, man, right now they are one and two. Um, they had their home opener versus the Cavs, and they won 131 to 123. It's crazy because this whole Jimmy Butler situation is just all over the place. You got, you know, him demanding a trade right after they lost to the Rockets last year. Tibbs trying to keep him there, him showing up to practice, you know, talking all this trash. Jimmy, I mean, Andrew Wiggins' brother getting involved, and, you know, they going back and forth saying, keep that same energy, all this BS and whatnot. And it's crazy because the fans booed him, right, um, you know, when they had the starting five, when they announced that. And then towards the end of the game, they were chanting MVP, MVP. Um, but Jimmy finished with 33 points, um, and he looked like the best player on the team, which is crazy. You would think Cat would be the best player on the team consistently. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Jimmy Butler? Do you think it's going to be a case where you, we have to see, you know, how he pans out and he's not going to get traded till like, the All-Star break? Do you think he's actually going to ride the wave and actually stay there the whole year and finally be a free agent? What are your expectations um, for Jimmy Butler? Do you Like, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, it just, it just sounded like the management was split on if they want to trade Butler or not. But it's looking like, I mean, they lost last game without him. Mm-hmm. And they got the crowd chain MVP at the end of the game. <laughs> I mean, they definitely need they definitely need Jimmy Butler because Cat uh, and that dude Wiggins they just kind of soft. I mean, there's no way you let a dude talk all that shit <laughs> and then come in and just dominate you in practice with a third straight. You ain't square up on him, bro. Then what? Cat. It was soft the first two games. Yeah. First two games, and Jimmy didn't play last game, so he I think Cat went for like thirty basically or something yeah. like that. But it's like, yo, is is this Jimmy Butler situation really mentally messing with Cat, you think? I mean. Because Wiggins, Wiggins is still average Wiggins, to me, but he's been playing a little better. He's been playing better than Cat. I think it's old school versus new school. I think Jimmy Butler come from that old school, like, yo. That's a fact. I'm about that life. And I think, like, him coming from, like, because Jimmy Butler wasn't supposed to be a star in this league. Yeah. He, he worked hard to become a star, and I think he looks at Cat and Andrew Wiggins. They have all the physical tools, all the gifts, and they kind of lazy to him. And he's like, yo, I had to work my, my butt off to get here, and y'all just lallygagging around, like, what's good? Mm-hmm. And I think, going back to your original point, I think, like, if they continue to win, because Tibbs actually likes Jimmy Butler. Oh, they love and each other. He loves Jimmy Butler. So if they Everyone. win... Like winning Timberwolves, right? So I feel yeah. like if they win, you'll see the management start to pull back a little bit and say, "Wait, we're not letting go of Jimmy Butler." So I think they gotta win. If they don't win, but it's like, what's the point of keeping him if he's gonna rock? True. That's but that's with everything though. You I know, mean, you take a chance. You you already yeah. spent. Yeah. Levine, Mark Larkin. Yeah. And uh, who else? Done. Done. Yeah. They all looking good. But yeah. Levine had like thirty three last night. Yeah. So I was like, you, you better just ride that. Yeah, wave. that's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, the their ceiling for me is getting to the playoffs and getting yeah. bounced out the first round. Yeah. Um, okay. Shout out to D Rose though. Ju was telling me he was looking really good last night. I think he had like 26. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he low key transformed transformed his game. Yeah, he's not you know as as athletic as he used to be, but he's still getting a job done. Jumper improved. So shout out to D Rose. Would you start him or Jeff T? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> That's crazy. 
Now, what I'm excited to talk about next is the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, guys, I'm a Spurs fan, but you know it's it's not the same following them. <laughs> so I've been I've been a lot of a lot of my focus has been on the this new look Toronto Raptors, and uh, right now they're three and zero. And last night, you know, we actually went to um, the Wizards Raptors game, um, and it was pretty good because I was pretty mad too because. Kawhi obviously used to be on the Spurs, and the first time I went to a Spurs game ever was in 2015. Um, that's when Timmy was still there, Manu, the whole big three was still there, Pop was there. And when I went there, Kawhi broke his finger. He was in street clothes, just chilling. And then I tried to go last year again. I was about to get my tickets, and he sat out basically the whole season. So for me to finally come to D.C. and get my tickets ahead of time, I wasn't really smart as far as like planning. I didn't know it was going to be a back-to-back game. Um, and it makes sense when you've traded for a franchise player and he's had that situation with this whole thigh injury or whatnot um, that the, you know, the Raptors would want to be cautious with it. So I was mad at first, but it ended up being a good game. And um, this Raptors team, man, I tell you, they're looking really, really good, man. It's crazy what the addition of Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard can do. And I'm really, really starting to like uh, Nick Hurst as a head coach. He's He's an offensive. He seems like an offensive genius, man. They just find a way um, to just get buckets, and everybody can get a bucket. They can literally play nine to ten players. All of them can play defense. All of them can switch. So it's dope to see that. And what I really liked is is Kawhi Leonard, man. Um, obviously, he's been a little rusty, but he's only played two games so far. He's averaging twenty seven and a half points and eleven rebounds. But it's crazy because he's a little rusty. He's normally known for shooting I say around 48 to 50 percent from the field and right now he's only shooting 40 percent from the field um and his three points dipped down a little bit so like I say he only played nine games but once he gets back in the form the Raptors are going to make some noise and I know it's only been three games but I think they're going to get to the conference finals and I feel like they have a they have potential to get the number one seed and I feel like if they get the number one seed, I think Kawhi, hands down, wins MVP this year. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole new look Raptors and how? what do you think their ceiling is? Uh, they can make it to the finals too, but I just remember my dude C saying, <laughs> yo, Kawhi, Kawhi is or will be a number one option. This was back maybe like five, six years ago. <laughs> And I was like, nigga, you stupid. <laughs> but, but here we are. Uh, yeah, man. Um, yes, um, I think, um, I think, yeah, like, see, like you said, I think the coach is great. His offensive schemes are dope. But for me, it's still too early. I have them actually going to the um, NBA Finals. But I still want to see how their how their players like the new addition. I forgot the one dude. Um, Which one? The the the, uh, the light skin dude. Oh, Van Vliet. Yeah, he's tough. He's nice. Huh? Yo, Kyle Lowry's a dog, bro. <laughs> Kyle Lowry's a dog. I used to hate on him. I still kind of hate him a little bit, but he's he's slowly gaining my respect. But to me, he's like a Peyton Manning type of player. We'll see. He's good in the regular season, but what are you gonna do when it matters the most? Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see you there. So hopefully. The presence of Kawhi there, that championship pedigree that Danny Green has, and you know, obviously him working on his game every summer. Hopefully that translates over. Um, but you know, they're gonna they're gonna be all right, man. They they're a tough team. I really really enjoy watching them play, and I thought they were gonna be kind of boring to watch yesterday, but they look really good. Um, so I mean, shout out to my Tar Heel. Shout out to my Tar Danny Green inside the Green Room Podcast. 
his podcast is pretty pretty fire. Y'all should check it out. I took some pictures of him yesterday at the game and try to put him on Instagram so he can retweet me or whatever. <laughs> Retag me or whatever. He did it before, so we'll see again. Hey, Danny, support my man, man. Inside the Green Room Podcast. Everybody go listen to that. Yo, check that out. Yo, send me some uh, UNC vs. Duke tickets too, man. Yeah, 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 man. What's up? Yeah, do do something, Danny. When you come back to, to Washington, <laughs> um, <laughs> when you come back to Washington and have a little contest with your with your podcast, like winning tickets and stuff, you know? Yeah. I'll support. So you definitely got to tag him. Yeah. I'm definitely going to tag you again. Every time. All the time. Um, another thing I want to talk about is the Lakers-Rockets game. Um, so the game was pretty damn good, um, just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And at one point in the game, the Rockets were only up one. Um, Zoe drained a couple threes. Brown was being Brown. Ingram was putting up buckets. Everyone was just playing very well-rounded. Um, and out of nowhere, Harden's going for a fast break. He pushes off on Ingram, which looked like an offensive foul at the time, but the refs called a foul on Ingram. Ingram got mad, pushed Harden, and then Ingram went to argue with the ref um, in his face, and then Lance starts to hold back Ingram, and then Rondo and CP3 have a verbal altercation, and apparently um, they're saying that Rondo spit in CP3's face, and then from there, Rondo just swung on CP3 with the left hook, and then Ingram followed up with the hook too. Um, and then from there, Rondo, um, Ingram, and Chris Paul all got ejected from the game, and that really was the changing point um, of the, the turnaround of events for the game, and the Rockets ended up winning that game. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole scuffle? The last time I heard of a scuffle was like Malice in the Palace, you know, back in the day. I ain't really seen no real fight like that. So it's pretty crazy because what's crazy, too, is after the game yesterday, the Wizards-Raptors game, we actually went to the Griffin um, bar, and everyone was – the game was on TV. Everyone was just chilling. And once we saw that fight, it was literally like the music basically stopped and everybody was just keying in on the TV. So it was pretty crazy, but that's a little off topic. But, like, what are your thoughts on that whole brawl? Do you think people are going to get – um, suspended, like, like, what's your thought? Oh yeah, they're definitely getting suspended. I feel like Ingram will probably get the most game suspension just because you did <laughs> yell, and well, he yelled at the ref, mm -hmm. and he also took that um that bitch ass swing. <laughs> but nah, like Rondo and Paul definitely getting suspended, but not as long because Ingram definitely try you know do that sneak hit. But the thing about it though, Chris Paul and Rondo hate each other. Yeah. That's been brewing for years. They do not like each other. I, yeah, I just remember you earlier before we even started recording this. I remember, I think Rondo said something about Chris Paul never get a ring. Yeah, and that, you know Chris Paul is like the ultimate competitor. Yeah. That sticks with you. Oh, yeah. And like the Rondo spitting in his face. Bello said you don't Allegedly. even do that in the streets. Allegedly. You don't spit on somebody's face. Yeah, that's disrespectful. Yeah. But like you said, back back to the history, they, they said like, the Celtics were trying to trade Rondo for CP3. Oh, so Rondo must just hate that dude for that too. Because hmm. they were saying yeah. he's the better player. How many um, how many games do you think each of them should get suspended for? I feel like Chris Paul and, and Rondo are going to – I don't know. Rondo may have more of a suspension over Paul because he did swing on him. They'll, they'll probably get suspended the same. Maybe like five or five whatever. Games. Five I games? The, I think Ingram will probably get about ten games. Yeah, yeah. Ten games? He was I mean, he was he, I mean, one he started it, yeah. two he swung at the very end. He, was, he, he yelled at the, the ref. ref. Yeah, he gonna, he gonna get a, a happy little uh, damn. Ooh, them pockets. I, mean, I guess this is a blessing in this. Uh, it's 
it's a blessing in disguise at the same time because me and you were talking about this before. I was like, I don't really wish any bad luck upon anyone, but I really love Lonzo Ball and I really want him to be the starter. So this is his chance to shine right now, and I feel like um, the Lakers might, you know, take off a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this will give him the opportunity to get more burn, but I don't know. He's still kind of rusty because he only played, like, one or two games in the preseason. Yeah. So this is his first game back. He missed a lot of games last year. Uh, but his, I would say his jumper does – it looks improved this year. Yeah. Um, like he said, he looked as well as based off all that weight room training he did. Yeah, he gained 20 pounds. Yeah, he's able to get that shot off a little easier now. So the only thing I don't like about Lonzo game is though, he don't got that wiggle. His his handle is kind of weak. Mm-hmm. So like even yes yesterday he had problems, you know, just getting by his defender and just because he ain't got that handle. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Hopefully it'll, it'll help the Lakers take off this year because LeBron he getting tired, boy. Yeah, and it's crazy because. The Cavs are one, I think, one of the slowest-paced teams while he's been on there. You can just walk it up and down. Now he's literally running, gun, running, gun, running, gun. So do you think with, you know, LeBron transitioning over to the West, do you think that's going to take even a bigger toll on his body going into year 16? Uh, yeah, I think I think the one thing I noticed from yesterday's game is that LeBron is going to do a lot of running this year. Yeah, this year, I'm nervous year, about that. Yeah. I remember Kobe Bryant, like, when people were saying, why is Kobe playing all these minutes? I was like, yo, what? Like, why isn't the coach resting him more? Yeah. And that's, like, the style of the Western Conference. Like, LeBron, like, I was thinking, like, yo, he was able to preserve his body part because he t- takes good care of his body. Yeah. But the Western Conference, every day you're going to be running up and down the court. Every day you're going to be playing teams that are trying to compete for a playoff spot. So there's no days off. There's no, like, going to Miami for a week. <laughs> there's none of that. And you got to play Western teams four times yeah, a year, yeah, yeah. not twice no more. Oh, you got to play the Warriors four times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like like. What are your expectations for the Lakers this year? I I, I know they're gonna make the playoffs. A lot of people are saying they're gonna win about forty eight to like fifty games, but I don't even know yet because yeah. it's just a small sample size so far. They're making the playoffs and kind of iffy, especially if Ingram's gonna miss ten, 10 games. games. That's that's a lot, and if you hopefully it's just five. Yeah. They're going to do it for Bron. <laughs> Bron going to say something like, yo, come on, man. LA, Bron. But no, um, that makes it if he misses a bunch of games and they're two games off because, what, the, the the Timberwolves and the Nuggets, they, play, they had to do a play-in. Yeah. Or basically a play-in. And, shoot, they missing games. That's going to come back and hurt them at the very end. So, I mean, if they make the playoffs, they could probably win a few games. But I don't know if they'll come out that first round, playoff, mm-hmm. playoff round. But. Uh, next year, I think it's really contingent on next year if they get another star. I don't think LeBron's too worried about this year. Say no, worries about the three peat. Hopefully, KD leaves, then they'll open up the NBA again. So, yeah, we'll, see. we'll definitely see. Uh, another question I want to ask about the Lakers in general: Do you, like you said, you know, this is the first year where LeBron really has no expectations? Do you think he's gonna? Obviously, you know, he he's not known to be really patient. Um, in with his teams he's had and he's always made trades and whatnot. Um, do you think he's gonna just let the season just take its course with this young talent, or you think he's gonna try to get a trade? Let's say maybe a Jimmy Butler for Ingram or something like that. Yeah, I want to say LeBron's too worried about this season in terms of like 
actually contending for a championship. I mean, he went to eight straight finals. Mm-hmm. My man's got to be tired. <laughs> I mean, he went west. Like, I don't think that Laker move was a move to try to win. If he was trying to win, he probably went to Philly or mm-hmm. forced his way to Boston or something. <laughs> but going to L.A., that never screamed, like, oh, I'm trying to win right away. Maybe he'll try to catch one, two, three years from now, depending on, like, what happens to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really cares, to be honest. I mean, he cares, but not to – He's not going to stress himself out, lose hair for no championship this year. I feel that. And Stephen A. Smith was talking about the best player to play alongside LeBron James, if they can acquire him next year, would be Klay Thompson. I still think Kawhi Leonard um, or KD. What are your thoughts? How do you think Klay would be a good option for him? I think Klay opens the floor for the Lakers. I mean, you got a bona fide shooter. Yeah, I think. I still think Kawhi Leonard would be a, the best piece. Because you need someone that can o- yeah. that can also lock down yeah. but get you your own buckets at the no same longer, time. Yeah. LeBron's no longer that defender. That exactly. Kawhi would make up for that. So exactly. LeBron don't play no defense. Bro. No defense, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's really crazy, yeah. bro. I was like, yo, if, he, if they get Kawhi, that shit would be scary. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, like I said, AD signed a rich ball. True. <laughs> hey, so Kemba signed there, too. KCP there too. Uh, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith. So. Yo, quiet as kept. Kim has been balling. Yeah, I think he had 39 like, last night. And then 40, 40 the first yeah. game. I could see him on Phoenix as well, too, if Rozier don't go there. He True, needs to yeah. leave because they're, they're not going to do anything this year. I would say their jerseys and their court, um, in regards to the Hornets, they've been fired this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they brought it back to the 90s. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, that pretty much wraps up everything, but I want to leave with this. Uh, a couple questions for you guys. Who is going to be the best player in the Eastern Conference this year? And then followed by that, who's going to be in the West? Um, in the East right now, I'm going with Kawhi Leonard. It's going to take some time, but um, I think he's truly going to show out um, this year and be consistent. I think he's going to get the Raptors a top two seed and in the West, this year I'm gonna go with AD. Uh, like I said, he's he's very young. He's in his prime. He's damn near unguardable, like a KD, and he just has to carry more of a load. So his stats are gonna be inflated as well too. Uh, what do you what are your thoughts, East and West? All right, so West, I would definitely say oh, man, see AD. He's he's got a load to carry, and he that boy can carry it. Pause. Uh, in the East, a lot of people been saying Giannis, but. I don't think I'm a roll with C and take uh, Kawhi. I think by the end of the year he'll get back to where he was and just be dominant, and they'll, of course, still be one of the top teams and should make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and possibly make it to the finals. So I'm taking uh, Kawhi for the East. What about you, D? As players? In the East and West. Uh, they going to kill me for this. I'm still going LeBron. <laughs> in the West? In the West. Uh-huh. I'm still going to uh, LeBron, still the best player in the West in the NBA. And for the East, I think it's a toss-up between Kyrie Irving and um, Joel Embiid. That's what I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at you. I was like, do you have more to say? Like, like, what's good with you? (laughs) Embiid might, yeah, I forgot about yeah, um, who has the most to prove in the East and West? I would say in the East, I think Kyrie Irving. Um, just the fact, you know, he wanted out of 
Cleveland. He comes to a team, um, and he's the number one option. He gets hurt, so now he's about to be a free agent. And the emergence of Tatum, we're really going to see yo, who's the number one option, who's the number two option. Um, so this is his first year to actually see what he can do. And Boston just has so much pressure on him in general. Um, I think that's my pick. And then in the West, who has the most to prove? Uh, that's a tough one, man. Uh, maybe Damian Lillard, possibly. Um, everyone's always been slighting him for a little bit, and I feel like last year, you know, they did get the number three seed. I put an asterisk beside that because Kawhi ain't played the whole time. Um, <laughs> they would not have got the three seed. And I feel like last year, the way he went out and got swept like that in the first round to a six seed, you got to do better this year. So um, those are my picks. What about you guys? I think I'm going to roll with the injury boy. So I'm going to take in the West. I'm going to take Cousins. That dude just signed a $5 Ooh, million contract. He's going to want that max next year. So he's going to be balling. It's going to be hard, though, since he's playing with the Warriors. It's going to be hard to get those opportunities to shine. But he's going to have a lot to prove. Then, again, I'm going to take uh, Hayward on the East. He's got to prove himself again. Because he, he was a baller last year. So he's going to have to prove that he was worth that max. Like and continue that. to be worth that max. So those yeah. are my picks. Ah. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, you know who got something to prove? Ben Simmons. Okay. He got something to prove because I like it. we saw him on Instagram starting all, <laughs> he started on Instagram all, uh, all summertime. But for real, I think Donovan Mitchell probably should have won the rookie of the year. I, th- I personally think so, too. And ben Simmons, to me, if you show that your jump shot, you really haven't developed a, 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 not even a, a, a capable jump Just shot. Just something where you yeah, respected. Like, people respected y'all. Mid-range, bro. I feel like that's Showing not only your team that you're committed to, you know, improving your game, but you're committed to winning. So I think he has something to prove in that respect. And in the Western Conference, I think um, someone who has something to prove, I agree. I'm going to go with you. I think Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. He's always talking about being slighted. He's always talking about being overlooked. You can't, you can't, you can't cry that and get swept. Mm-hmm. Not in this day and age. If you, you know what I'm saying? A lot of it is like his team, but I still feel like, yo, D. You gotta you talking that talk, so if you don't want to get slighted, you gotta win games in the playoffs. You gotta make it to the second round. You can't get swept. So I think it's gonna be a big year for him to prove. Yeah. Um then my other question, I'm going a little blank right here. Uh da, 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 da. who are your top dark horse teams in the East and West? My East team is Indiana. Um, I just feel like Oladipo's improved. Um, that that team definitely has you know some chemistry built together. So I think that's going to be a team that can surprise a lot of people, even get high as a three seed. Um, we'll definitely see what's good with that. And then with the West, my dark horse team is the Denver Nuggets. Um, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I know we're saying who's going to be the two and three seed. They could possibly jump up and be the three seed. Um, so we'll see what's good with that. What are y'all thoughts? For the East, I'll go ahead and take. Uh, I'll take the local boys. I'll take the Wizards. Hey. I think I think they can make some noise. You know, Bill and Wall still, you know, going through their things. But Bill, he he always gonna ball in the playoffs. And they got Howard. Hopefully, he won't be a knucklehead and fuck up the chemistry. Then Wes, I'm gonna take the Pelicans. I feel like AD got a lot to prove. Yeah. He, he wants to show out in the playoffs and fuck Drew Drew Holiday's a baller too. Now they got Payton, so. I'll take them out west. What you got, bro? Um, for the east, I think my dark horse team is going to be um, – I'm probably going to go with the Bucks. I think Giannis is going to surprise a lot of people this year. They're probably going to make it to the second they round. They do have a new coach in Budahoser. <laughs> I like a lot. So, mm-hmm. I, 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 I 
telling people to watch out for the Bucks. And in the Western Conference, um, I'm going to go with Utah. Mm-hmm. They're my dark horse team that actually makes some real noise. Yeah, they match up the best against the Warriors, too. Yeah. I think last year they beat them like three times. They almost yeah. beat them. Beat them by 40 yeah. last year, I yeah. think. I think the Warriors could possibly be beatable, man. Because it's like, what, 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 what can, what can Joel and B do that Cousins can't do aside from being a better passer? That's cool, but they got KD. I know, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like, I, I truly just feel like Boston, Toronto, like they can really match up with these guys. Oh, Boston can, mm-hmm. but they just got KD. Yeah, <laughs> He's dead. I mean, we'll see. Um, my other question for you, who is the sixth man of the year? I like Fred Van Fleet a lot. Um, that boy, he can be a starter on another team. And he, whenever you need a bucket, you can count on him. Um, and I really like how he controls the pace of the game when he comes in for Kyle Lowry. So um, if you can average about 13 to 15 points per game with a couple of assists here and there, and the, and the Raptors actually do have a top seed, I think they got that. Um, what about you guys? Low key, why do we got a sixth man of the year? <laughs> it's like saying you're not good enough to <laughs> I mean, I get for certain players, you know, it's just a better role. But it's like, yo, there's like five niggas that start. You don't hand my man's on the bench in the ward. Yeah. Um, I, I don't got one, to be honest. I can't uh, even think who comes off the bench this year besides like Gordon. Gordon. But. Um, probably Jamal Crawford. <laughs> is he on a team? Is he on the Suns? He's on the Suns, yeah. Oh. yeah and he's always going to light it up. So I'll probably go with Jamal. I'm going to go with Sweet Lou. Where he at? Clippers? Oh, yeah. He's still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's good too. All right. Um, Coach of the Year? Mm. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm so biased this this episode. Has Brad Stevens got one yet? He mm, might be due. No, I don't I'm think he has one yet. They'll win some regular season games for sure. So, so that's, taking, that's yours? Especially if they get number one in the East and he, like, sorts out this chemistry issue. Yeah, I'm going to take, take my man Brad. What about Nick Nurse, you know, having a new role now? You know, Dwayne Casey got fired. Obviously, you do have the same team and you acquired new talent. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be considered for that too? And then you got Schneider too. If Utah he overachieves and gets a higher seed, he might get coach of the year. Yeah. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna finish number one in the East. Mm-hmm. And if they play Boston in that Eastern Conference Final, if I they get the number one seed, Game Seven in Toronto, that's that's, that's real spooky. Maybe even the Bucks coach. Yeah. Uh, if they oh, take a huge, yeah, if they yeah. take a huge leap this year, they might hand it to him. Mm. Rookie of the year. Uh, I might take Luca. Luca. I'm gonna roll with you. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Luca. I'm gonna go with Aiden. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, and we'll see what's good with you, man. Joel and B been talking that shit towards you. I can't wait to see that matchup. <laughs> you saw his last tweet. Which one? Nah. He's like, I'm glad I pulled out. I would have regretted it uh, later. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Most improved player. Uh, Markel Foltz. Does he count for that? I mean, he only played 14 yeah. games last year. He could. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, who else was balling this year? I do the two games. Mm. How? Like, I mean, Kim is an all star already. Say if he averages like 31, 32, y'all think they'll hand it to him? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. <laughs> I think he, he 
Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Still early in the NBA season. Okay, what player do you think is most likely with an expiring contract to switch teams this year? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler for me. <laughs> Jimmy Kimba. Kimba. I think this is last year, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, I think Kawhi still wants to go to California, even if he wins. You, you I don't know. Go, you think he'll go to the Clippers though? I want to go to the Clippers. I wouldn't either, but... If you bring, like, Jimmy with you or something. Yeah. I mean, because they'll have a, a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they want to... I don't know if he wants to play with LeBron. Yeah, that's the thing. I, a lot of people don't want to play with LeBron. Why, why, why don't you want to play with one of the best players mm-hmm. in the NBA? No wants to be second fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All, catch all the blame. Right. They saw having love. Man. And Kyrie. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, we'll see if... I would just see how the season pans out, and if they get to the conference finals or potentially the finals, I might just stay in Toronto. And I feel like Toronto just has a big misconception. I feel like it's an actual live-ass city, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of cold over there. Um, And, you know, L.A. weather's kind of (laughs) nice. I heard through the grapevine, even though I don't care because I'm taking but they got some bad joints out there. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto Tings, eh? <laughs> Toronto Tings. All right, two, a few more questions. Um, who is going to be in the, confer- the Eastern Conference Finals and who's going to be in the Western Conference Finals? Eastern Conference Finals, I got the Raptors versus Celtics. Um, I just think Philly de- definitely does take that step back and Ben Simmons and Fultz are going to be the Achilles heel. Um, and in the West, that's tough. Definitely the Warriors, but I don't know if Houston, I don't know if Utah's going to emerge. I think I'm going to just play it safe for now and say a Western Conference rematch. Mm. I'm going to go off the limb and say, I'm going to say Warriors and Pelicans. Ooh, you really think they're how the Pelicans like that? I think AD wants it. AD wants it? And it, it just might, they, they might be just a bad matchup for uh, Houston, too. They are, yeah. I don't want to like, but I think one game, but I think they are. But I think the Pelicans are a bad matchup for the Warriors. I mean, every basically everyone is, but like, I just think that's four zip four one. They played them last year, right? Yeah, four one. They actually played them pretty well last year, though. They could have won two. Coming yeah. back to yeah. yeah. But you gotta understand too that um, Demarcus Cousins can negate a lot of Anthony Davis too. See, I feel like whenever I'm taking to the Warriors, I'm still not putting Cousins. Oh, my God. That's something you got to factor in, too. Maybe Utah is the best matchup. I would probably just put, like, I'll take Cousins off the bench. Just let him run against the reserves. Oh, they might. I don't don't like him on the defensive end. They might do something where, like, Chris Paul and James Harden, when they take him out prematurely and just let him run with the second unit. Yeah. So, and then, um. Who do you have winning the chip? Um, I got the Warriors. <laughs> I got that three feet. I think the three feet and Katie gone. No, I think ball. See, I have Toronto winners out of the East. It's too early. It's too early. <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> uh, but let's say hypothetically Boston makes it out. I think they can beat the Warriors. Oh, I think whoever makes it eat between the Raptors and Celtics, I think the finals will go to at least six games. Damn. Sheesh. That's, that's, that's it's, it, it's, it's kind of rejuvenating not seeing LeBron in the East anymore. It's really up for grabs now. Yeah. So. Damn. Yeah. Not, nobody's talking about the Cavs. Who? <laughs> I mean, Kevin Love going to get his buckets, but. Yeah, I mean, they can probably get the eight seed. 
That rookie looks good. Um, Sexton? Yeah, Sexton yeah. looks good. Yeah, he should eventually start over George Hill. Yeah. Trash ass. I hope you never hear this, George Hill. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, you know, this is this was a very fun-filled episode, episode 40 of the Caesar Show. I really appreciate, you know, Jew Evans, a.k.a. Julius Caesar, popping up, and I really appreciate my boy D-Sharp popping up. Y'all got any last words y'all want to say? It's been a pleasure, man. It's always nice to talk to my boys. Even if it's off cam, on cam, <laughs> that shit's always funny as hell. Yeah, man. It's always cool to see this <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah, man. Y'all make sure y'all continue to support this podcast. It's one of my favorites, man. Out here, out here. Episode, this was episode 40 of the Caesar Show, another milestone. Make sure to subscribe to me on Apple, iTunes, Podcast, Connect, and SoundCloud. That's at Sir Caesars. That's what I'm on on Instagram and you know all the social media, Sir Caesars, S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S. And until next time, we out.